Does it burn within your soul? Does it give you hope and fill you with glory? That no matter what danger will come, Lord, if you deliver me, praise you and bless you. And if you don't, praise you and bless you even more. Welcome to a bonus episode of YouthCast. Today we're sharing a sermon from Apostle Pete Gennetti about the type of faith that's required to be victorious in every battle we face. Have a listen. And this morning I want to talk about faith being two-fisted. Now, I don't know about you, I love a lot of sports, and I do love boxing. Now, can you imagine going in a ring? Probably the best offense is to have a defense when you're a boxer. Can you imagine not being able to put up both hands when the opponent's coming after you and you block the punches, and then you, you learn to hold on maybe to stop the aggression, and then you go on offense, or you counter when that person swings, you counter and swing back. Well, I call this faith two-fisted faith because can you imagine going into a ring with one hand tied behind your back? Wouldn't work, would it? If the opponent's got two hands and you've got one hand tied behind your back, I don't think you'd be victorious. Maybe you might last a few rounds, but eventually you're going down. And unfortunately, brothers and sisters and friends, sometimes I think our faith is one-fisted. And let me tell you what I mean by that. And then we're going to get into the scripture. How many of you here believe that God can do everything? That I don't believe anyone here this morning doesn't believe that God can do anything. How many of you here this morning believe that when you have danger, that God can do it for you? Now we have to be honest with ourselves. We have to be honest with ourselves. And herein is the challenge. We know God can do it. Oh Lord, I I know you can get me a job. I've seen you get jobs for other people. But after six months, after seven months, (laughs) Lord, I'm hurting here. See, I believe you can do it, Lord. I know you can heal me from a headache. I've seen that done. But now I've got cancer. I don't know. Can can I be healed? Tell me there isn't a one of us that those doubts don't come in our mind. We wouldn't be human if they didn't. But I tell you this morning, we've got to have a remedy for that. And our faith needs to be two-fisted that says... I know, Lord, you are able. But if not, here comes the other fist. But if not, what? What are you going to do if God doesn't? What are you going to do if God doesn't? Oh, is that a question this morning? You see, we're human. Here's a scripture in Daniel, the third chapter. Here were three men, young men, Hebrew men, that said this, God, I know you are able, here's my one fist, but if not, it's okay with me. 
I'm not going to lose my my place and my position with you. I'm not going to turn and run away. And if I don't get my way, I'm going to leave you, Lord. If you don't, I'm still going to believe in you. That's the kind of faith that we need, brothers and sisters and friends. I know you're able. But if you don't, Lord, I still know you're able. Amen this morning. The three Hebrew children were in slavery, in bondage. And King Nebuchadnezzar, he makes a decree and says, when, the, when all these instruments play, when all these instruments play and the music starts, he created this, this graven image of his God. I want you to bow down to the God. Kind of like the opposite of musical chairs. You know, when the music stops, if you don't have a seat, you're kind of out of luck. Well, when the music started, if you didn't bow, you were out of luck. If you didn't bow to the graven image when the music started, what happened to you? Huh? You would be cooked. They were going to send you into a fiery furnace. And you were going to lose your life. Well, just to make a long story short, time's getting away. The three Hebrew children being raised up in the ways of the Lord. They were contemporaries with Daniel. These men were wonderful men of God. They wouldn't even eat the king's food. They wouldn't defile themselves. Neither were they going to defile themselves to the graven image that Nebuchadnezzar made. And so the music started and the three Hebrew children didn't bow and they were picked out of the crowd in three seconds. And now they're brought before the king. Let's move on down to the 13th verse. and says, Then Nebuchadnezzar in his rage, fury commanded to bring these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And they brought these men before the king. And Nebuchadnezzar spake unto them and said, Do not ye serve my gods, nor worship the golden image which I have set up? Now, just think what's going through their mind. They're in a dangerous situation. They've just violated the king's decree. What's going through their mind right now? They had to, they had to have fear, but yet they had to have confidence in Lord Jesus Christ. Now the story goes on, and the king begins to say, you know, and I'll paraphrase the 15th verse, when you heard the music, and you heard all those instruments, if you, if you bow down, it's going to be okay for you. But if you don't, we're going to give you another chance here. If you don't, then you see that fiery furnace, you're going in. So now they've got another opportunity. And here... It says in the 16th verse, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer thee in this matter. We're not going to mince our words. In other words, we'll put it in our vernacular. We're not going to hold back. I'm not going to give you a politically correct answer. We're going to tell you the truth, king. He says, if it so be, Our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace, and he will deliver us out of thy hand, O king. There's the one fist. I know our God can deliver us out of this fiery furnace, O king. One fist. And we're good at this one. We're good at this one. I know, Lord, you can do it. I've seen it over and over again in our lives. I have a cloud of witnesses in the saints of God. that I've heard it. But now I'm in the dangerous situation. 
I'm in the dangerous situation. Is my faith going to waver? And the other hand that needs to go up, is it going to, I can't get it there. Let's see what they say. But if not, but if not, what does that mean? What does that mean, but if not? Well, that means what? But if God doesn't, doesn't rescue us, if he doesn't rescue us, now how are we going to react? What kind of faith are we going to have? Here's what the three Hebrew children said. But if not, be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. Oh, King Nebuchadnezzar was full of fury. If it doesn't go my way, Lord, if you're not going to heal me, I won't leave you. I'm going to serve you till the end. I'm praying and I'm asking for this thing and I know you're able. There's the one fist. But what about the second? Is it conditional? I'll only serve you, Lord, if I get what I need. I'll only serve you, Lord, if I get what I ask for. Oh, I would say, God forbid, that's not faith this morning. These men were so filled with faith that they said, and if not, we will not bow down. You know what was living within their soul? The gift of salvation. (laughs) They knew that Jesus had made their sin offering even before he came. And how did they know that? How did they know that? But by the prophecies of old. They knew it by the prophets that preached it. The prophets of old all spoke of Christ. You know else how they knew it? They knew it by the gift of the Holy Ghost. They knew it by the Holy Spirit. Oh, we we can't on our own. We can't on our own. When troubles come and danger comes and it confronts us so ugly, we can't on our own say, Lord, if you will not deliver me, I will not move, but I will serve you. Save it be by the Holy Spirit within us. Amen. Now it's there. It's in you. What do we do when danger comes? Do we run and try to escape out the fire escape? Let me jump out the window. Let me run out the front door with my hair on fire, screaming and yelling. Or when danger comes, do I stop and calmly call upon the Spirit of God within me and say, Lord, and if you don't, Deliver me. I will not serve any other God but you. (laughs) Many years ago, my very good friend, one of my best friends, my cousin, Brother Ryan Ross. And at 18, 19 years old, we were kids at a Sunday school picnic, as kids are. And we're playing softball, and Ryan was such a talented Ball player, his father used to play in the semi-pro league for the Pittsburgh Pirates. And Ryan picked up all those genes from his dad. He was just like Lou, Brother Lou, and he was so athletic. And all the fly balls that were going to center field, we knew was an instant out because Ryan could track them down as far as they would come. And on that particular day, he dropped every ball that hit to the center field. What's he doing? 
Little did we know that his vision was stopping halfway down and all the rest was dark. And the next day he went to the hospital and he had a walnut-sized tumor in his head. And after three months of treatment and many prayers of the saints, he was healed. Healed. I know you were able, Lord. God healed him. And Ryan's life went on and he went to college and he got his degree and then he got his master's and he met his wife, Sister Mary, and he married. And he told his testimony and was such full of faith. He told his testimony at his wedding among all of unbelievers. Her side of the family didn't even know the Lord. He told his testimony. And maybe within a year after he was married, maybe a year and a half, he got stricken again with brain cancer. And I think it was the hardest for all of us to say, Lord, we know you could heal him. We've seen it. But will you? Will you do it again? And if you don't, where am I going to be? All of our young people in the branch where we served the Lord, it was terrible, I have to tell you, to watch him go through that and to have fear and say, could it happen to me? I'm newly married. What's to become of me? And our faith in the Lord was shaken, brothers and sisters. I'll have to tell you that. I can remember Ryan standing in the hallway, and I was one of his closest friends, and he began to weep. He said to me, Pete, I don't want to die. I've got a wife. I've got so much to live for. I don't want to die. But Pete, he said, and this was early on, he just had got sick. Pete, he said, but if the Lord won't heal me, I'll praise the Lord until I don't have any mouth. I said, what? What did you just say? Pete, I'll praise him until I don't have any words to say. We're, we're 22, 23 years old. And in that moment, he became a spiritual giant to me. And you know, brothers and sisters, he raised up two hands of faith. He said, Lord, I'll never leave you because within my soul is the greatest gift instead of life. It's eternal life. And I have a place that I see with my eyes of faith. It's been prepared for me. And I'll never leave you, Lord. Matter of fact, I'll go throughout the church and I'll praise your name. And when you know the time came, my cousin, my beloved brother, he couldn't speak anymore. The cancer had taken away his voice. He made his mom and dad and his wife get him a pin. He had a lapel pin. Every place he went, it said, praise the Lord on that lapel pin. And when he couldn't speak, and we'd look at him and just have tears in our eyes. Ryan, I can still remember, he's bloated with all the steroids. He would point to that pin. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I don't have to worry here. The three Hebrew children were saying, we'll never bow down to your image because I have a home and glory awaiting for me. That if you don't save me, Lord, I'll 
be with you, and I win either way. Amen. I'm going to end with this. So much scripture here, and time gets away from us. But I just want to read you just a couple verses. Those of you who want to follow along, it's in 2 Corinthians. It says something like this. For which cause? We faint not. We're not going to quit. You want to quit this morning? How many of you want to quit and go back to your old life? Anyone here? Never. That's what this scripture is saying. We're not going to quit. We're not going to faint. No, I want to stay home. I don't want to go to church. I've had a tough week. I got to tell you something. If that spirit takes a hold of you, you've lost your vision of eternity. Oh, and I don't say that to put anyone down. I just tell you how I feel. If you don't want to be around the things of God and they don't become first place with you, as in these three Hebrew children, you've lost your vision of what Christ is to you. He's everything. He's eternal life for us. He's given us all for us, brothers and sisters. And so I want to give my all to the Lord within all that I have. Because I know it's God in me that's able to make me move and function and be the man that I am. I can't do it on my own. And so we faint not, Apostle Paul says, but though our outward man perish, though it perish, here's my cousin that perished, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. Who's renewing you this morning? Christ. Oh, the hope of eternal life. Does it burn within you, brothers and sisters? Does it renew you day by day? Hour by hour. If you're afraid of dying, if you're afraid, then something's wrong, I want to tell you. Something's wrong. The Holy Spirit should not give us a a spirit of fear. Where does that spirit come from? The enemy. But of love and a sound mind. That's the Spirit of God. For our light afflictions... Now I look at some of you, they're heavy to me. They're heavy to me. When I see brothers and sisters in pain to where they need anointed three, four, five times before they get relief. When I see them go through this life in such burden, they're heavy to me. But Paul's putting them in perspective here. They're light compared to what? Glory. And so these afflictions in comparison to eternity this morning, my brothers and sisters, they're light, they're nothing, is what Paul's saying. What's a few years? While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are what? Say it. Eternal, eternal. There my home shall be eternal. Beulah land. Oh, sweet Beulah land. And it feels so good when you're in this life. 
that you've been on the road for a week and I've been in this hotel and that hotel. It feels so good to kick off my shoes, plop down on the couch, I'm home. And I feel the warmth of my loved one, my wife and my family, my grandkids come over. But I want to tell you something. I feel a homesick for a home that's been prepared for me in the heavens. How about you? And does it burn within you? Does it burn within your soul? Does it give you hope and fill you with glory? That no matter what danger will come, Lord, if you deliver me, praise you and bless you. And if you don't, praise you and bless you even more. May God bless you this morning as my brothers and sisters. May you have two-fisted faith. Two-fisted faith. You young people. When you're confronted by evil, when you're confronted by danger, number one, know that God is able to deliver you. But number two, understand this, that if he doesn't, you have a home waiting for you in the heavens above if you follow Jesus' commandments. That's all it takes. May God bless you, my brothers and sisters, is my humble prayer.